Media.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Diamond Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla. Welcome to the Games Little Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Games Little Media Studios, co-host, Jazzy Fiddle! I'm alive, surging up from the depths of the sea. To wreak vengeance on mankind. Those Whoa. aren't even the right words. Whoa, yeah. First of all, you can't just I rip Deadite. You can't rip Deadite off like that. I don't want to play dry, so I changed the words. Yeah, that's not. You're like vanilla ice at this point. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> oh boy, was super famous. All right. And our once video producer turned temporarily co-host, co-host, co-host. Testonomics. If you are watching us live on twitch.tv slash gamesillamedia, I'm not quite sure what you're watching right now because we are not live. Probably watching one of our stream team members. That's probably the best bet. Yeah, it's probably happening right now. But anyways, welcome to episode 234 of the Gamesilla podcast brought to you by Jazzy Fiddle. Yes, also brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our supporters on Patreon. I Go forgot. to patreon.com slash Media. This holiday season, there is no greater gift than the gift that keeps on giving GameZilla. <laughs> it's like my public service <laughs> announcement. <laughs> As a a patron, your contribution goes to the continued support and growth of GameZilla Media with four unique levels of access starting at just $1 per month. You can get great things like this show early. And only this show. We're the only show that gives people early access because we're the best. Patreon.com slash GameZilla (laughs) Media. Okay. Thank you for that plug. Test, I'm going to swing it over to you, and before we get into anything else, I'm just going to get out of the way because you have uh, slightly forgotten in the past couple episodes. Would you like to talk about the charity event that's going on right now that GameZilla has going on? I don't think I've forgotten any episode. We just shoehorned it at the end. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to shoehorn it. Nobody's I give you forgotten. Front, I want to give you front row attention. Grimlock, Grimlock, nobody's forgotten except for you. And then I'm like waving my hands frantically off screen like, hey, hey, hey. I want to talk about this. You're like, hey, hey, Tess, do you have something you want to say? No, no, because you actually gave Jazzy credit because you're like, oh, yeah, I totally didn't do my plug. My bad. Good job, Jazzy. Nah. When you say good job, Jazzy, that means you forgot. No, no. no he meant no. good job, Jazzy, because I fed him a line into it so he could actually give his plug, nah. which you didn't give him all, all show. Nah. I think that's what I did. No, it's I definitely because you forgot. Thank, thank you. It's definitely because you forgot. It's thank, okay. Thank you. Interesting. Huh. Thank that's you. weird. <laughs> Well, I didn't know what that button did because it mutes you your mic. <laughs> to the one true host of well, the show. Well, guess what? I'm plugging you right now to do the charity event. So go ahead. You're doing it out of order. You're plugging me right now? Yeah, plugging your button. I don't. I, I don't. Okay. Yeah, we're not on Twitch. This, I can say whatever I want. This. I can show you my you, nipples right now. Ooh. He's waving his hands like he did last week. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please just let me talk about Games Until It Gets Back. Let's do it. This holiday season, from now until December 31st, we are working with Gamers Outreach to provide a go-kart which is a medical grade gaming cart to use in the local children's hospital for kids that can't leave the room so they have some sort of entertainment 
we are currently looking to raise 3,500 goals and 3,500 goals. Ooh, if goal. each goal was one dollar, <laughs> then we were looking to raise 3,500 goals. You still got it. Keep going. 3,500 dollars to donate one cartridge to a local to a local children's hospital. If we raise seven thousand dollars, we get two carts. As of right now, we're a little bit over two thousand dollars due to some very generous donations, but we're not there yet. So. Jump onto GameZillaMedia.com and click the GameZilla Gives Back banner at the top of the page. Take a look at everything we got going on. And, of course, you have the option to donate right there. Join us on December 8th. It's less than three weeks away from noon to midnight where we will be in the Nintendo Lounge doing a 12-hour charity stream playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So we hope to see you there, but we hope more to get your money before then. All right. Let's get into some team talk. Ah. Let's just slide it right over to Testonomics. Gaming boop, moment of the week. Boop, 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 boop. Well, I have done a considerable amount of gaming this week, unlike the few prior. It all started on Friday morning where I woke up, went to my local retailer and purchased Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Since then, I've put about 32 hours into the game, and uh, my dex is about, I don't know, 13, 14 shy of being complete, but I've only got six badges because I'm really slow rolling the game, uh, having a lot of fun, looking for shiny Pokemon, finding zero shiny Pokemon, and just uh, really enjoying this iteration of Pokemon, what Nintendo's done to make the game more easily accessible to newcomers from people that are just, you know, got hooked on Pokemon Go, uh, are super fun, but they didn't water it down so much that it doesn't have anything for a traditional, you know, Pokemon fan of 20 years to go back in and enjoy. So I've just been playing a ton of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and, uh, Hopefully, I, I, know, I might try to get the Elite Four beat by Thanksgiving. It seems super doable. Might happen tonight, but yeah, I'm enjoying that game quite a bit. Jazzy, what about you? I also am playing a lot more video games than I have over the last few weeks because I picked up Fallout 76. The game definitely does have its problems. Let's let's start there. Uh, I'm not by any means saying that this game is amazing, but I will say that this game has surprised me in the amount that it is drawing me back to play. Um, I didn't think that the whole, you know, almost MMO aspect of it being a server online was going to be fun. I felt like there was going to be a lot of people that were just going to kill me all the time. Um, they don't even get the a chance to attack you until you're level 5, and then you have the option to either, you know, not do PvP combat, have normal PvP combat, or there's a, a middle ground where you can, if you get attacked, you do not take full damage unless you attack them back. So it almost like is a PvP activation type of mode. Like um, in RuneScape. Yeah. Did you ever play RuneScape back in the day? <laughs> Way back. Where you'd go up, I think <laughs> yeah. it was called like the wild or the wilderness. And if you got killed in the wilderness, you would just die. But if you tried to kill somebody first, you got a little skull and crossbones above your head. And then if somebody killed you, you died and you lost all your stuff. And you lost all your stuff, right. Man, taking, if it's anything like RuneScape, Actually, I'm in. That's funny. That's exactly <laughs> what this mode is. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, with the way that um, Player One Miggy explained his situation where this happened, because because of that rando that decided to shoot him first, he had a bounty on him. When he killed him, he got he dropped he lost all this stuff, and Miggy got it all and was able to just walk away clean. Yeah, I like that. So, um, it definitely has the ability to to be annoying if you're looking for that single player game. Um, 
But everybody that I've run across, so this is this is my personal experience, has been super friendly. I've had people hop into parties with me while I'm trying to complete quests. Um, if you do play solo and you're not in some sort of party chat and you do have a mic, then you are like mic'd up to anybody that is uh, near you in the game. So you can actually talk to people that are around your character in the game if uh, they're both mic'd up, which is super annoying at points, but super cool at other points if you're trying to actually you know, partner up with somebody that does want to team up legit and, and yeah, help it's you. Similar uh, to Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Yep. I read it I read about somebody with an experience online where they were making their character in Fallout seventy six and they thought that like some sort of a breathing mechanic was added into the game because they could hear breathing while they were making it and they just realized that they were randomly put into some voice lobby with somebody else who was making their character and he just heard some rando breathing, breathing heavily heavy, into his uh, mind. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly uh, what happened. Your, I left your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny, but uh, um, like I said, there are bugs. Um, there's been a couple of times where the games crashed on me. The loading screens are atrocious. Um, so if you die and you have to respawn, it takes about a minute and a half to get back into a game. Um, but but there are also a lot of fun aspects to it as well. Um, the playing with friends. I uh, hopped on with Grimlock and Juno Jade, uh, his wife, one night, and we were running some three-man uh, events which was super fun, makes the game really fun when you're trying to uh, work together as a team to complete some of these things. And then uh, it's a barren wasteland, so it's an open world, kind of slightly sandbox, figure out what's going on, you know, build your own story, exploration game. Collect junk and piece together uh, the hallow tapes and the notes and the, you know, the little uh, tidbits here and there that they have of what happened during this bombing and like where you can go for refuge and stuff like that. So it definitely has that. You have to kind of build your own adventure a little bit, but um, that's something I'm super into and I'm enjoying it a lot. Cool. Well, I, uh, I I will say Fallout 76 for my gaming moment of the week was a surprise. I you know I picked up a super cheap copy of it and uh, my, from Spain or from France? No, it came the the box is in Spanish, but the game works and it's uh, it came from Facebook deals like daily deals or something like that. I guess they did it for Red Dead as well, but I I picked the game up for like twenty eight dollars that way, and I figured at that point. Um, you know, my wife Jade already had the game because I was I got her the Power Armor Edition because she is a big Fallout fan, and that way I could uh, you know try playing the game with her, and then of course Jazzy. And I will say it was a surprise that I got into another game and I enjoyed it more than I expected. Yes, there's problems. The game is very lonely if you're going to try to play it single player. It's almost not playable single player in my opinion. There's a lot of things you can't really even do. Uh, where you, you really need a team to try to complete, and I'm sure that might not be the case later in later levels, but I'm talking about my personal experience. Um, you know, overall, though, I was, uh, yeah, it, it's not a must-buy, but I think if you're looking for that cooperative game that, um, you know, you can have fun with friends and and just have a good time and explore, it's perfect. And there is a story. So like, Jazzy's right, you do kind of, get to choose a lot of things that you get to do that you want to do but there is still a main story arc about the scorched and who they are and 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 it kind of leads to a uh, an in boss that that is maybe what started this whole uh, infection is what it looks like so yeah the side note the biggest problem i have with this game is i've played all the previous fallouts in third person 
and because that's how I like to play my video games. I'm not a super big like RPG first person guy. Um, and I have to play this game in first person because the third person mode is awful. Your character is like off to the left, but your cursor is still in the middle of the screen. And it's like I get all twisted around and it's just not playable for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little weird for sure. Um, and then, of course, I did pick up. Well, for my anniversary, I was gifted a new Switch. So I got the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Nintendo Switch bundle, um, which, you know, has been an amazing surprise to me. I um, wasn't sure going into this what I was going to think of this game at all. I knew that it was based on Pokemon Yellow, which I did enjoy as a kid, and that's the you know that was the one like plus side to it. But everything else was kind of a question mark to me. It's awesome. It's like the perfect. They blended it so well that I feel like my wife, who hasn't been into Pokemon in a long time, but but that, but played a ton of Pokemon Yellow, she's obsessed with it. So here's someone that's not a hardcore fan that is now all in on Pokemon again, and she's probably at home playing it right now and then at the same time like like testa said the hardcore pokemon players like himself and then the people that fall in between which is where i would place my myself um i just think it it fits for everybody which is really a testament to this game is that it's hard to go ahead and, and blanket a game and hit all those categories you know we talk about destiny how it falls in and out of the hardcore gamer then they try to grab the casual which they piss the hardcore gamer off because of it they can't find a balance nintendo comes out and just swings the bat and just crushes it in my opinion um having a lot of fun i've put about 10 hours into it the the pokeball that came with it the little pokeball joystick controller i love it it's it's like it actually makes the game even more enjoyable to play which i definitely didn't expect but i played my first like five or six hours with that controller and then i switched to handheld mode and when i started playing handheld mode i was like huh I kind of want to go back to playing this game with the Pokeball, so I did. And uh, yeah, so if you get the chance to pick this game up, pick it up with the Pokeball. I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised that it's it's a fun addition to this game. It's not just a, you know, uh, cheeky gimmick. But that's uh, been my gaming moment of the week. I will say that my one negative, because I always seem to lead off this uh, this piece with a negative, is back to the Nintendo Switch and the headache that I had transferring my data from one Switch to another. Really? Yeah. I It, it laid it out like it was going to be super simple with the whole built-in feature and they would wirelessly sync up and transfer, which failed the first eight times I tried it. Um, on the ninth try, it worked and it moved my user and my save data. And I was like, okay, well... You can't move your games, your video game installs, and I kind of figured that because of licensing and all that stuff. You have to just re-download them or plug your cartridges back in and, and re-download the game that way. And that was fine. I just was surprised when I popped my memory card out of my old system to move it over to the new system. It wouldn't even let me move any of my screen shares, any of my or my screenshots, my videos, anything that I had captured from the system. I had to get a, a card reader out, save it to my computer so that I didn't lose them because the second I put that card into a new switch, it tried to format it. And I was like, I get it. I just was surprised that my personal captured data, like my Rocket League videos and stuff like that, that didn't give me the option to do something with those. So 
I, I saved it, but it just the process took longer. And then when I went to go download my games, it was just brutal where Friday night turned into download Palooza where I didn't get to play Pokemon until Saturday. And it, it was a little bit of a letdown, and I was just frustrated that this built-in system kept failing and I couldn't and it didn't really give me a reason why it would just they would the switches would find each other everything would seem good it would start and then it would just say connection lost now did you ever do that with uh, 3DS's at all like where it would be all the, the I think it was a bunch of Pikmin running around yes. transferring with yes. stuff because like that failed on me a couple times but it always seemed to end up working eventually and I'm guessing that's kind of where we're at here like I'm yeah. I'm probably going to be replacing my memory card in the next week or so and I'm kind of already like a little bit nervous like man how well is this going to work? Yeah. You know? The good news was it was super easy as far as the file formats and everything to throw it into a, a card reader, hook it to my computer and save it, uh, grab the folders and just save my desktop to my desktop. Both my save files, my images and videos I've taken, and uh, even if you wanted to save your, your game installs that was in a folder that you could, but... Um, so I just, I made a I made a backup basically in case something went wrong. But yeah, it was just a little bit of a headache. And if you're switching, you know, you're if you're switching up the switch here soon uh, for a special edition like this or the Smash Brothers one coming up, just keep that in mind that if you have images saved or videos saved, don't don't think that those get transferred because if you format that card, they're gone. So, and I had I had something I wasn't necessarily ready to get rid of because as I was at first I was like, eh, I'll just erase them all. And then I flipped through them, and I'm like, man, there's some really cool moments here, like. Some of the first shots I took when I first powered my switch on and stuff like that. I'm just like, no, I kind of do want these. So just be careful with that. All right. Well, that's uh, been our gaming moments of the week. You can let us know what your gaming moment of the week is by going to our Discord. You just go over to gameslittlemedia.com. Right on the homepage, you click on that Discord button. Join the Discord for free. Talk with the gamers from around the world every day. Join that Nintendo channel and talk to us about what you think of the new Pokemon games and uh, and you know what uh, what your where you're at how many badges you have and how far behind are you from Testonomics because we all know he's crazy when it comes to this game. I took time off work to play. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that being said, uh, it's time to move into some news. So I don't know what button to push. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. That searching one. Gamezilla Got Media. it. Downloading headlines. Something that we uh, failed to mention is that our normal audio guy, the Deadite Knight, is not here. Because, uh, Back his, in the jungles of Mexico. His day job decided to shoot him down out of state for work last second because they love him so much. So... That's where we're at with that, and we're going to just, um, you know, we're going to do it without them. So, uh, first topic, it's Pokemon. It's Let's Go. And it's getting review-bombed on Metacritic. And we're going we're gonna to let, uh, first of all, we're going to let Tess kind of take the, take the lead here. So, I mean, luckily, pretty much everything about what we're going to talk about in this news topic was, was pretty much said. People are going on a Metacritic and posting horrible reviews that this is a, a trash game, this is a, a cash grab, this is a poor excuse of a Pokemon game, and things like that, and just blowing up Metacritic because it's not, it, it's just not what they wanted. I wouldn't be surprised if most of these people didn't even try playing it. They just, they heard it was a casual game, you don't get to battle all the Pokemon before you catch them, 
And even though we're getting a serious one next year, you know, a true eighth generation game next year, that's not good enough. This game is still trash. Yeah, and it's just I hate this because it's it's perception, it's just assumption. It's 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 you look at it and you go, Oh, it has the the the, the ball ring just like Pokemon Go, this is trash. Right, and it just speaks to the uh, like the entitlement or the outrage culture that we're in, where if something's even 1% bad, you need to scream as loud as you can about how awful it is. If it's not 100% what you wanted, it's the worst thing. Please scream, please yell, tell all your friends how much you hate it, and make sure no one else can enjoy the thing that you enjoy. Now, I know from experience... Two people that were, well, one person that was very apprehensive of the game and one that had no interest in the game, apprehension being Deadite. He, yeah. He's been very open about, I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to like this game, guys. I really like Pokemon, but this doesn't look good. Well, he didn't even buy it for himself. He Correct. kept saying, I'm buying this for L. Correct. And I'll and, try it. And he reserved, but he reserved the right to make, uh, the, you know, to make the decision. He's like, I'm going to wait until after I play it and we'll see. And I remember he was watching me do some very boring stuff in one of my streams. And he was like, even just watching you do that shiny hunting, which was awful to watch, made me excited to go home and play it because it looked like a Pokemon game that I wanted to play. Yep. And then you add that with the glitch, one of the co-hosts of the Legend of Retro podcast. He was watching me play it and he said, like, I didn't actually have any interest in buying this game, and now I kind of do, because it just looks fun. And that's the one thing, and we'll get back to these wieners on Metacritic, but it's the one thing that Nintendo can reliably do over and over again with a game, no matter what they do about, uh, you know, their, their online service or their top-tier competition, is that they can make a game that's a lot of fun to play. And they did. But people wanted, you know, abilities and hold items, and I get it. I would have liked those, too. But Nintendo didn't Nintendo didn't pull a fast one here. They told us what we were going to get. They actually delivered better than what they said they were going to, and people are still mad it's not something that Nintendo never said it was going to be. It's the squeaky wheel, man. Well, it's it, just the internet. It's it's it, got way more hate mail than it does, you know, positive stuff. And well, unfortunately, yeah. you hear it more. Like when someone when someone says you know cries or screams, everyone pays attention. Versus when someone says, "Yeah, I like it." And, and I mean that that is that is the world we live in. But the problem here is that you have a bunch of people that didn't even bother to play this game and want to somehow leave a review on something. And I, that's something I just I never support that. I never believe in that. It's like, oh, I saw the movie trailer. That movie's trash. It's like, but you didn't go see the movie, right? Like, so don't go write a full review on the movie unless you're going to see the movie. And if you want to be a critic and leave a review and actually feel like you want people to pay attention to your voice, then actually, like, have an educated, like, opinion but this on, the, on the topic. Yeah, but this isn't even, like, squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? This isn't... There is no... no there's, there's nothing noble about these efforts. No. Because there is a game coming out next year that's probably going to be more of what they want. They're not going to get anything from this. There's nothing to right. gain by complaining. Nintendo's not going to be like, oh god, we were going to release Let's Go Togepi and Let's Go... What did I say earlier? Togepi and Meryl. Yeah. Let's Go Togepi and Let's Go Meryl. We were going to release release the gold and silver versions of this next year, but let's let's just do a real Generation 8 game instead. That's what the people want. They've told us that yeah. for six months that that's what's coming next year. There's nothing that these people can gain by yelling except for 
some 12 year old mother gonna maybe maybe you know let's put her in our age you know 30s she's gonna look out and be like I don't know if I want to buy this game for my kid let me check let's just check a review website right. and it says oh this game's bad because it doesn't have hold items and it doesn't have abilities and you don't have to battle all the Pokemon before you catch them I don't know what any of that means but I'm not gonna buy this game for my kid yeah which is exactly what Nintendo was trying to do by making the game more like accessible yeah, and I think it's funny because you know we we had just talked about it in our previous segment where I felt like this game this game reaches all all the different groups. You have the casuals, you have me in the middle, and you have hardcore Pokemon fans like Test that have all found enjoyment out of the game. So these people that are that are crying wolf, the the problem with it is like they they're also kind of all over the spectrum in a way. I'd say less casual, but more in the middle and hardcore gamers that just can't have it their way and it surprises me because like I have um, and I don't want to bring I'm not going to bring up any names but I did have someone reach out to me that I don't talk to a ton uh, anymore asking me how the game was you know knowing that I was going to play it and I I told them what what was going on and I did tell them that you don't have to battle Pokemon down before you catch them and they go oh that's probably a deal breaker for me and I was like you haven't played a Pokemon game in like 15 years like how? Why is this a deal breaker to you? Like, clearly, that mechanic didn't excite you enough to play multiple generations of the Pokemon franchise, but now it's a problem. So again, it, it drives me nuts because people, what happened was he saw an article about it or he read a review about it and he just grabbed onto it and said, yep, that's bad. And it's like, but you didn't play it. It's actually good. It actually works. And this might just be me. And actually, this 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 isn't just me, but this might just be the honeymoon phase. But I haven't enjoyed catching, collecting, and training my team as much in a Pokemon game in a while that I do with this new mechanic. I, agree. I see stuff in the grass. I'm like, I'm going to go catch this. I'm going to catch 30 of these. I'm going to get all these candy, which replace some of the more um, complicated aspects of leveling. I'm going to get a bunch of this candy. I'm going to be leveling up my team. I'm going to be looking for the best ghastly I can find. Like That kind of thing is something that would be an afterthought after I beat the game when I was trying to build a competitive team to go against one of my friends. That's when I would be like, okay, yeah. I got to go this. I got to get the right nature i gotta get the right ivies i gotta do all of this thing now it's like it's really cool i can see him in the overworld and i don't have to bat i don't have to put them to sleep and then false swipe them and then false swipe them and then they woke up so i put them back to sleep and then i throw an ultra ball and then they wake up i gotta put them back to sleep and then i throw an ultra ball it's none of that no it's you sit back you you take your pokeball in your hand you lead back you go kobe and you throw it you get that excellent <laughs> yeah. you get that it's excellent great. throw. you're like yeah yeah i got that excellent throw like it's it's just fun and yeah. it, it it hurts me like I'm probably me, maybe Pokey L and and Deadeye are probably the three biggest Pokemon fans I know, and all three of us are having a blast playing this game. So it hurts me. It, it doesn't hurt me. It angers me that there are so many people out there that say I'm a big Pokemon fan and I hate this game and I'm not gonna buy it and I'm not gonna try it and then I'm gonna write a bad review. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. just get your head out of your ass. And, and play the video game. But they're only doing that so they can have their voice heard, right? Right. Like, the, like they're feeling like this game has somewhat done them wrong or attacked them, so now they gotta they gotta yell out and let everybody know. Like, it's... <laughs> I probably said this on, on the cast at some point before, but it's like, it's like the how is my driving on the back of semi-trucks. Nobody fucking calls those to be like, that guy made a great right turn. No, you only call that number when the fucker cuts you off. 
and then you're pissed off about it. Like that's how Canfield yeah, is. Complaint. They're like, it's this isn't, the, yeah, this isn't the Pokemon game I wanted. I'm gonna hit Metacritic. I'm gonna hit Reddit, or wherever, you, whatever blog you go to, or whatever, and I'm just gonna rip it a new one because people are gonna listen to me, or I feel like people are gonna listen to me because I'm upset about it. Yeah, and I will say, I have a point to make on that. But before we get too far away from test point. The, the the things that you're doing now in the game during the game and not post game when you're trying to fight your you know battle your friends, I would have I never did those things. Okay, I I just didn't care. It was too much work. And and honestly, when we tried to do the Pokemon League here at the one time, it was too. I was just like, no, this is all. I'm I'm in over my head. I don't know what I'm doing. Now, I I'm doing. I'm actually trying it. I'm like, oh. Cool, I can combo these. What's that? And then you know, like I'm not as familiar with it and haven't put as much hours into it as Test. So Test is telling me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna give it a try, and I go off and I actually try it. And so here it is. Is like, yeah, it might be a little watered down, but it also has interest me, and it's still holding the the hardcore person's attention. Now you know the the big the big problem with um, games games like this and the and the review bombs that we're getting is we have to go back and look at games like Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. It deserved a lot of the hate it received. But the problem was is that the the player base's voice was heard. They made an impact. And so now these asshats that are going out here and doing this dumb shit believe that they can create change even though there is no warranted reason to create change. But because in the past they've seen it happen, they go, hey, if we shout loud enough, Nintendo or Game Freak will listen. And that's not the case because you're, it's not Battlefront. It's not someone trying to rip you off, lie to you, change things last second. No, it's just not what you like and you're upset. That's different. And Battlefront didn't come out and say, hey guys, I know this is a real microtransaction heavy game and you're probably going to hate it. But next year, <laughs> but next year we're gonna come out with Battlefront Three. That's gonna be a full game on the cart. So, right. so if you don't want a microtransaction heavy game, just wait till next year and they it'll be good. They led with that. I right. mean, they led with that at this, the, when they first announced this game. So I have no idea why people are so upset. Well, no, no, they they, they just said it minutes afterwards when everyone's like, yeah. "Oh my God, this is the future of Pokemon." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. This is a a, a Pokemon Go hybrid." more casual geared game but we we do have a generation 8 core rpg coming out next year and people are like it sucks that i gotta wait another year but at least i'll get what i want if i wait it's like yeah that's probably the right mentality or just stop being so angry about everything and try the game i bet you'll get a couple hours of fun out of it yeah and go play yellow a fantastic game that has been just redone in a fun enjoyable way now, I haven't actually played the game because I, I don't have it yet, but um, I watched some of your stream and then got to see you play a little bit before the uh, show here. And my question to you, Test, is do you think Nintendo is going to capture that casual fan that hopped on to Pokemon Go in order to get them interested in a game like this to potentially buy a Switch and this game? I don't know if this by itself sells Switches. I know that's already trending to sell less than previous iterations of Pokemon, which makes sense. There's not a hundred million DSs, or there's not a hundred million Switches like there were 3DSs, right? right? You don't have the hardware base down yet, which make which makes sense. 
I think this is something that takes somebody who is a real big into Pokemon Go and has them considering buying a Switch that they that they never thought of beforehand. Then they're like, oh, if I get a Switch, I can play the new Pokemon game. And I'm like, oh, yeah, then I could probably play the new Zelda game, too. All right, I think I'm going to put a Switch on my Christmas list this year because I now have at least, I think this is the carrot. I think this is dangling out, like, here's some real bait Pokemon Go players that you can have a more robust, thought-out game, still portable, robust and thought out game than you do with Pokemon Go. Hey, do you want to bring over your first 150 Pokemon? Good, you can. You know, you right. can, you have all that stuff and I've played with all the interactivity and it's really cool. There is some slap in the face like if you have a really 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 good Pokemon in Pokemon Go, they tell you when you go to transfer. FYI, some stats might change when you transfer this. Are you sure you want to transfer? And all of mine got worse, which is fine. I, I can understand why they don't want you just dumping in these perfect Pokemon. But then again, it's like, but I, you know, I caught a lot of Charmander before I kept this one because it's great. Well, okay, then keep it in Pokemon Go. Like, do you want to play with it in Pokemon Go or do you want to come along yeah. with a story with you? They're just giving you options. So I don't think this game will sell a ton of Switches by itself. But I think this is the entry point for a lot of casual gamers to consider getting a console probably for the first time ever. Yeah, I think I think you're dead right. Is that it's a great entry point. It's a great plat. It's a great beginning platform for next year as well, where where you're also going to convert some of these people to try a core game. And and you know as much as we want to, we, we can move off this shortly. As much as we want to get on like that, it's more casual. It's more simple. We have to remember when Deadite probably I don't know 15, 20 epi- episodes ago had this moment of clarity when he was talking about how he hates complicated over you know um, um, min max JRPGs but then when he realized like oh like Pokemon's really in depth because you've got individual values you've got effort values you've got abilities you've got hold items you've got your four moves on top of all those other things there's a lot that goes into planning a team and to like working a meta now I don't think there's really going to be a big competitive scene and I don't think there's going to be a real big meta in this but I can tell you almost every Pokemon streamer that I know that I that I watch on Twitch or YouTube has switched to Let's Go with no intent on going back to the DS's because it's easier to capture it's finally 60 frames per second and gorgeous so it's, like yeah, yeah like, like am I taking a step back for probably a year that I don't have 800 Pokemon and a really deep meta yeah but do I have enough content here for a year? Seems to be so. With the way you can get shinies, people, I'm going to make a whole shiny living Dex. Okay, that'll take a bit, yep. but it's super doable. So I, I think we've reached a nice transition. I think this is what, what this is, is. This is a transition period for Pokemon. We got to the to, to Sun and Moon, which was the most complicated game to date because there was more moves, more items, more more abilities and everything like that. But they still tried to hold your hand because it was still trying to introduce new fans to it. And it was just a horrible mess of a product because of it. This is saying, okay, cool. You know, we're not really going to hold your hand very much, but we're going to strip a lot of these features that we had to walk you through out of the game so you all can learn what it's like to play Pokemon. And then next year we add in abilities and items and you're like, okay, now I need a little bit more help, but I get the basics Mm, of the game. We all got the basics of the game 20 years ago, but my 14-year-old nephew, he didn't get the basics of the game 20 years ago. And I'll tell you what, he had no interest in playing X, Y, Sun, or Moon up through the last, you know, five, six, seven years, even though he had a 3DS and he played it a lot, he had no interest. This one, he's like, hey, Josh, because that's what Tess' name is to his cousin. Hey, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what's up, cousin? And he says, 
you know, maybe instead of Smash Brothers, maybe I get Pokemon for Christmas instead. I said, oh, you know, you think about that for a little bit, but that's the first time he's even, I've said, hey man, you can have my Pokemon X. No, I'm never going to play it. You can have my Sun or Moon. I'm never going to play it. Now it's like, instead of Smash Brothers, which he knows he loves because he's had it on the Wii and the Wii U, maybe you get Pokemon instead for me. Like, man, you, you think about it for a little bit and you let me know, you know, so it's just, it's a transition period, yeah. but it's so well executed. It's so much fun, even from 30 something all the way down to, you know, these, these, teenagers and younger and it just it doesn't deserve this unwarranted hate right. that just some wieners are yelling about on the internet and doesn't the pokeball give you options to like spin pokestops and yep, stuff and yep, go yep you you get you get go connectivity with that too you can spin pokestops you can collect items you can do all sorts of stuff like like the poke tracker can so yes it's it, you get all sorts of different connectivity it's nintendo did a very good job here yeah no it it, it seems solid and and honestly Moving on after this, it's a very exciting start, like you said, for Pokemon moving into the into the Switch generation. All right. Topic number two. Rumor has it that the Xbox is working on a new Xbox model without a disk drive coming next year. Jazzy? Yep. <laughs> but didn't they kind of try yeah. this already? I mean, not so much, but it was it was that you couldn't buy, you couldn't do the used games, right? That was the big the big groaner at at whatever E three or whatever they announced the Xbox when they, One. When they announced Xbox One, yeah, the the, uh, the discs had um, what DRM DMR or DRMs or something like that. So anyways, it was like a licensing lock. So they kind of tried this, yeah. Unless they're talking about blockchaining digital titles. I think a lot of it is because of the whole uh, like cloud services and stuff that they have set up now. They're trying to try to, and, and this isn't going to, they've come out and said this isn't going to replace a console down the road that's going to have a disc because they know people want that physical, at, that physical uh, copy and the physical aspect of video games. But it's kind of almost like a, a trial and error system to see how many people are going to buy it. That's why I think they're putting it into the Xbox One era. Well... Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the, the other thing that we shouldn't be surprised about this is the Xbox Scarlet, right, which is the, the code name for their next generation, right. has talked about multiple multiple systems, multiple SKUs, and one of them being a streaming box versus the, the you know, beefy everything smashed in there um, with 4K Blu-ray drives and all that stuff. So the fact that they are talking about getting a discless um, Xbox One. I mean, now you could talk about making an Xbox that's $200 or below, like well below, two, you know, not well below, but below $200. Like this would interest me if, if Game Pass really expanded. Like I've right. got, I get it. They don't want anybody to own games anymore. They'd rather you just pay monthly for Xbox Live and pay monthly for Game Pass and you never actually own anything which is fine that's probably the way that i would i would buy an xbox is i don't need to buy games i just want these xbox but the problem is is i would still want to play assassin's creed i'd still want to play call of duty and until those could get you know onto some sort of a streaming service not even streaming right. just you know a right. a netflix style borrow now download now then give back like so if everybody jumped on board if ea jumped on board and ubisoft jumped on board in some capacity to where you could do okay game how much is game pass a month if you did it monthly 10 bucks a month eight bucks a it's month ten dollars a month yeah so ten bucks a month but almost do it like uh like think of like how sling tv or direct tv now does it for ten bucks a month you get titles you get your first party titles for 15 bucks a month the you know these three studios also include so you get 
you know, EA games, Activision games, and you know, something else. And then for twenty bucks a month, you can also add in this, this, and this, like that. Yeah, Game Pass Supreme or something. Yeah, but the, you so know, the interesting thing that I read, I read in this article is that not only are they talking about the the driveless uh, Xbox, but they're also talking about create considering a program in which you'll be offered a disc to digital swap out, in which players can yeah. bring in their games and get digital codes in return. Uh, it's unknown if this is just for Microsoft first-party games or if third-party games would also be included, but that would be an interesting way where, you know, you like if that program existed and I could go, I mean, it's extra work, right? I could go to Best Buy and get a deal on Assassin's Creed and then go swap it out and get my digital code and save money that way. It is an extra step, but it is a program that would exist to at least give you that ability where it's like well maybe that third party game you want to play isn't available but a discless Xbox One costs $99. Right. Because if I could buy an Xbox that had no disc drive and it was 99 bucks, it'd be a great media hub slash like you said digital games for because I already pay for Xbox Pass. So to throw a $99 Xbox in my living room where my Xbox One X lives in my game room you know, it's turning. They're turning into you know Roku boxes at that point. Now Sony did something like this, but you had to stream from another console, right? Yeah. Like this was just instead of streaming directly from any sort of source, you were literally connecting to your PlayStation in your house, connected to a TV, and then just mirroring that on for, a for PS4. Like so, yeah. so for PS4 stuff, yes, but it it did have that ability to play lesser games. So like if you bought a PS1 game or a Vita game. Um, digitally, you could play it on the PlayStation TV without another system. It wasn't it wasn't like a Steam Link where you had to have your computer turned on and streamed it through the Steam Link. It did have some capability. So this would be a step above that, where it could it, it exists in a bubble on its own, mm -hmm, yeah. just connecting to stuff digitally. I mean, I don't hate the idea. I just would you know. The, the thing that's going to happen, this good thing that's going to need to happen is more people want to go digital, digital, digital. Is this sixty dollar price tag has got a buckle? When it's when everything just becomes digital, like I can't spend sixty bucks at launch day on Assassin's Creed, getting nothing back for it. Right, exactly. that's the only reason why it's I'm ever okay spending sixty bucks on a third right. party, a third party one player story driven game is because I'm gonna spend sixty bucks and I'm gonna get twenty five back for it as fast as I can. Well, I think this exists. I think this is this is happening because, the you know the rumor is is that they don't know what they want to do with the Scarlet. They, they, there is that thought that the Scarlet won't have a drive. But I think this is that test market. Like, can we get an Xbox One S style system out there with no drive in it that costs $129 and see what people do with it? And if it looks promising, then does that cause us to drop the drive on our next system? And does that lead us into E3 20, uh, 2019 where they, they the Scarlet exists, and it's coming out 2020. It has no drive. It's digital only. Blockchain. Blockchain. That's exactly it. Do we hear our first r rumorings of like, hey, when you're done with your game, you, there'll, there'll be an online store where you can trade with friends and you can trade digital games and you right. can sell digital games. Like, if that happened, GameStop all of a sudden would be sweating. Yeah, they'd be sweating They'd be dead hard. in the water at that point. Um, this is something I I personally would totally do because I'm not as as you know in love with the uh, the physical copy. I have my games here and there that that I like, but I'm not like in love with those games. Right. So, 
I mean, for me right now, like I'm not. I have I have the One X that has the drive. I'm not. I'm not going to try this out. Um, if yeah. if it were something that I didn't have that I could upgrade to, so let's say Sony did something like this, and I had the the PlayStation Four, and I could get a a uh, driveless Pro, then I probably would have made that step to to try it out and see how it works. Because um, the only thing I could really see myself buying physically that I want would be my special edition, so like my Horizon Zero Dawn, so I get my statue because I, I like um, those games and I want to support them, plus they have cool memorabilia to me. Um, and then being able to take that game in the physical <laughs> version and get it digitally and still be able to put it on my system. So it'd be something super cool to, to see in the future. Um, so for me, if the Scarlet were to go ahead and do something like this, I'd don't see myself having a major issue with it. The only major issue I have, and I mean a lot of these options are going away for, are going away unfortunately, is generally we can find better deals on a physical item than we than we ever find on a digital item. And even even when even when the physical item goes on sale because the the publisher or whatever creates the sale and it's a twenty you know sixty dollar game and all of a sudden nineteen ninety nine it's still forty fifty dollars digital during that sale. So I almost think if you're going to go this road, you almost have to have that, and let's just say you go down the road with two SKUs and you have both options available to people, then when when the sales happen and they're, and they're first party driven, let's say Xbox is the one throwing the sale, it needs to reflect both digitally and physically. And that way, yeah, you are gonna have a lot of people that are like, cool, I want digital, because you know what? I get to pre-download it. It's loaded on my system some, sometimes a week before the game comes out. Midnight hits, I just launch the game and I go. Like, there's nothing better than that for a gamer. Um, but from the collector standpoint, yeah, you're, you're missing out on things from on my standpoint. I, I'm wishy-washy on it, but I see I have, over the last year, I have definitely seen advantages because of the Switch especially where I don't want to carry these little cartridges around. I just want to pack my Switch up and know that I can switch between games without having to worry about anything. I already regret buying Pokemon Physical. It, it, it literally took two days, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm thinking about playing Mario Party with my family on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, man, that means I have to pop out the, the Pokemon cart and pop in the Mario Kart. Your yeah, Mario Party cart. Yeah. Like, man, it was only four games. Your little should... nephew tries to eat one of them. He's got that bitter taste in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think I get the game out of his mouth. Yeah. So I just... <laughs> so for, even Even <laughs> for me, who I, I do collect a lot of video games, I'm kind of getting to that point where the newer games I'm not as worried about collecting. I like the retro stuff. That's what I hunt for. But, um, you know, the newer stuff, yeah, like you said, I, I grab some of the collector's editions that I care about. But overall, if I can grab a digital and I'm not paying, and, and it's not like oh I have to pay double so I can get it digitally and get it now, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm okay getting it digital, and that's why I think this is a smart move. It's gonna be a good testing ground for them, and the Scarlet is is another one of those push moments. But the the thing that scares me so much is that Xbox had such a rough start to the Xbox One era that coming out and being the leader of another push like this you, you almost start at a disadvantage like even if it's a good idea you almost start at a disadvantage so I don't know I am curious to see what happens I, I also would love to I'm very interested to see what the price point of this is how much does the thing go down when you remove that 4k 
um, Blu-ray player. Is it supposed to be the power of the X or is it an S? It's, do you not know? it's an S, but S is played the 4K. Right, right, so right, yeah. right. But when but when you can buy a brand new S with a game, this black in, in, in from the day of this recording, in three days you'll be able to buy an S with a game. Oh, yeah. for two hundred dollars. Right. That means they can't even charge close to two hundred dollars. No. It's got to like I think even one fifty too much. I think one twenty nine ninety nine. Yep. As you mentioned earlier, that's probably the highest yeah. I think they can get away with it. I think the only way you get away with a higher price is that you bundle a year Xbox Live or you bundle a year of Game Pass. Or both. For it. 200 bucks, you yeah. get the, the, the unit itself and then yeah. a year of Gamers Club with a year of, of Pass. Yeah. It's like, yeah, cause instead of buying four games, I'm just going to buy this thing instead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, it. I think another big thing that they have to or maybe are worried about is a lot of this is going to be internet speeds of people. And I know a lot of the disc-based games now are online, so you're going to have that aspect anyway. But the game itself, anything that's single-player, you could really, once you get all the updates, like play without having the connection. So, you know, if having a weak internet is going to you know push people away from even considering buying this... But we don't know. This isn't this isn't specifically a streaming box, though, right? This could have a two terabyte hard drive could, in there, yeah. so you could just download everything yeah, and true. then have to authenticate, just like how yeah. Game Pass works now, where you just have to authenticate that you still have the rights to play the game, but not necessarily streaming it like we see with Assassin's Creed and the Switch. You this know? this particular device has to be has to one hundred percent have a hard drive in it because X Cloud is not ready. We're not even in beta yet, yeah. so so this thing would be directly running off of a thing would be directly running off a X a um sorry uh oh my god Xbox Pass or whatever they call it Game Pass Game, Game Pass, Pass thank you and and the fact that they have just their online Microsoft Store but all that storage is happening on a hard drive and then yes you're right there's but the you know, down, how long does the it download take, itself how long does yeah. it take to download yeah, we have you know, fans like Buttmaster Caleb that are more likely to pick up a game on his way home than he has to download it because he just doesn't have the internet speed but to be fair if we're gonna you know using BMC as a great example is that he doesn't have a problem downloading on his Xbox because Microsoft actually doesn't throttle their yeah, store <laughs> so true. he actually enjoys doing his updates and his digital stuff on the Xbox because it's so much faster even with his sub par internet than the, his other options so all right well we'll see what happens but it is it is interesting it is uh, the next shift in gaming as we watch optical drives die out of consoles now maybe consoles maybe though May, right, maybe, maybe the maybe. next shift maybe yeah. Nintendo's yeah. going cartridge Sony's sticking with discs and Xbox going all digital yeah find out next episode on yeah and Angel I mean, this is interesting that this just came out, and we're not getting into the the root, like the hard rumors. But there, um, there were some hard rumors that hit for the PS5 about a five hundred dollar price tag, and uh, and and some interesting like CPU and GPU um, um, statements. Again, all real, real rough rumors, but it was coming from someone that's guessed things correctly in the past. So, right. you know, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it, it does seem like if these things are true, these two companies could be going in opposite directions and we could be leading into the next generation of another E3 or another announcement system where one's going to crash and burn and the other one is going to succeed. And it's going to be because the voice of the gamers. Who screams louder? And right. Nintendo's just going to be over here being like, "I got handheld stuff. You just leave me alone." Nintendo's, yeah, they're they're doing <laughs> they're doing it right. Which one's going to make a Pokemon that people want? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right, it's time for our Patreon news topic of the week. Every week, 
our patrons get to vote. $5 perk or higher, you get access to vote on a topic of your choose. Well, we choose the topic, sorry. You vote. One winner, one loser. The winner this week. What about the loser this week? I got. I mean, the loser's Cliffy B. Is that, is that good enough? What a loser. Well, yeah. But we can't talk about can't it. Can't talk about it. Because you didn't choose it. Yep. If you want to hear more about it, I guess you just got to hop in the Xbox channel on the Discord. And Still not talk talking about it. about it. I might because I'm, I'm a little irritated about it. But, but it didn't win because a man child that reportedly destroyed a GameStop store. Named Grimlock. Over Fallout 76. Now, this got posted in the Discord earlier uh, in the day because someone jokingly was like, man. I read the I read the headline of this article and thought we were going to have to go bail Grimlock out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> and and everyone that's listened to the previous week's episodes know and I've had, so we did. That's why we I've, were delayed. <laughs> I've had some rough some rough goes at GameStop recently. Just just some bad luck. And uh, but no, this was not me. <laughs> we're not live right now on Twitch because we had to sell the video equipment to, yeah. p- to post bail. Yeah, no, we're in the uh, Michigan Cadillac Penitentiary. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have about forty-two minutes left of, of uh, visitation. So no, anyways. Uh, so this happened uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, a man was refused a refund at GameStop and proceeded to just trash the store. Uh, the the best part was. It all got caught on video. Uh, looked like looked like a, a fellow customer had their had their camera going on their phone and captured this man going from just gruntled and just kind of upset, didn't fully understand, to rage, or as people have been liking to claim it, gamer rage. Um, he got tilted. Now the now just Hella tilted. Let's throw some facts out here. This this individual. Wanted to return a video game, Fallout 76, that he had opened and didn't have a receipt for. Any retail in the world is going to say that's not doable. Right. That That's policy pretty much anywhere that I can imagine you pick up a game. Now, mind you, they were offering him store credit. Okay? So Which he pretty, was... Pretty common. Yeah, he was upset that he wasn't going to get his cash back and was upset because the game wasn't what he thought it was going to be or should have been or something. Hmm, sounds familiar, like we just talked about. He should have read anything before. And yeah. gone right to Metacritic and gave it a zero. Yeah. But um, basically, you know, the argument happened, and then you see him step off screen, and you think it's over, and then all of a sudden he comes back into screen and just starts destroying gondolas. I mean, just taking carts and of things and just just throwing them to the ground. Uh, all the way out the door, and the I think the best part of it is that the uh, the store manager or the employee at the time, I believe his name was Brian, was the like if you when you watch this video, he was the calmest, chill, professional employee that you could ever ask for in a situation like that. You hear him answer the phone at the end. He's like, oh, welcome to games. Uh, look at the pre-order the games today. Like, like there, there's product. There's product. Right, your building's on fire and he's just right. going through the there's routine. There's product all over the floor. There's like a customer that had just walked in as the end of this happened. And that customer is trying to figure out how to even walk to the counter to get to the the store employee. Because like anybody who's ever been to a retail store knows like that cart that they have that's filled with all the gift cards and 
you know, your your Google Play cards, your iTunes cards, your eShop cards, and things like that with hundreds, thousands of cards on there. The first thing this dude pushes over is that cart and just thousands of oh, carts yeah. scatter on the floor. It's like, oh, man, those will be a pain in the dick to pick back yeah, up. the worst. So... Um, and I, I, whoever uh, filmed it was the person that I believe uh, put this up on Twitter, and with the, with the caption, some people really don't want their copy of Fallout seventy six. <laughs> so Jazzy, I don't think people agree with you that they actually enjoy this game. You that are that guy definitely you, didn't. That guy definitely didn't. However, but, I can agree with this guy. All right. Because GameStop has screwed me over enough times oh God, here we go. that oh God, I'm yeah. considering going in and doing this. Ooh, this is premeditated now. Just stop talking. <laughs> he's just gotta have. He's just gotta have a cool catchphrase at the end, like rip the store apart and be like, "This is how you people treat me." And just walk that's, out. That's not a cool catchphrase. Well, I, you'd have to come up with a cool one. All right, I couldn't come up. With I'm one not one coming back again unless you game stop these stupid antics. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, or like jibbity jabbity or something like that. You know, yeah, like jibbity j- yeah, jibbity yeah. jabbity. Yeah, jibbity. Uh, Okay, I, I don't know. It's better than what you said. Jibbity <laughs> jabbity. <laughs> yeah, I'm done yeah. with this topic after Jazzy ruined it. But I mean, yeah, this. I think this person. Who knows if the game even was bought from GameStop at this point? Who knows? Like, if he didn't want store credit, then you know the guy was looking for cash. You know, I don't. I don't want to sit there and try to, you know. Um, Speculate. Speculate, but it did seem kind of weird that the, even though the employee was trying to help him out as close as he could to the policy, it didn't seem to calm this man at all, and he just freaked out and lost his mind. And, of course, it all got caught on camera, so now there are questions of, uh, you know, if, if this person's identified, then will the destruction the, of property, yeah, destruction and, stuff of property yeah. and all that stuff being uh, being pushed put upon Man, him. <laughs> he needed that $60 stat. Yeah, so your $60 Fallout 76 return might have just gotten real expensive. So, And you still, unfortunately, are stuck with Fallout 76. So, sorry. Yeah, GameStop's the winner in that one. They didn't take. They didn't take back a copy of seventy six. All right. Well, thanks, patrons, for voting this week, and you can vote every week. patreoncom media. And as a reminder, going back to our charity event, if we reach our our goal of thirty five hundred dollars, every Patreon perk is free in January, which means everybody would be able to vote in January. So five dollar patrons, you've got another couple weeks. Until we let the cages open and let everybody tell us what to talk about. Right, and that way you get a taste of Games Little Media to see if you want to join Patreon after January. Yeah. All right. You do. You do. That's usually the answer. Usually, except for when Jazzy talks. Last topic of the show. They feel bad for us, so they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You got a point there. Last news topic. PlayStation has come out and... They're, uh, they announced it. They're skipping E3 2019. Sony PlayStation will, for the first time in its 24-year history, not attend E3. Hmm. Weird. After they skipped 2018? Well, okay, Jazzy, uh, that was a bad joke. That, uh, that, that was, <laughs> Let's that, not confuse people. Was that better than the GameStop one? It was better than the GameStop <laughs> one. But, but, you know, you got to remember, we are purely audio now, so that little smirk on your face is not getting picked up All right. by the sound Insert board. smirk on face there. There you go. There you there go. You go. Ah, now I got it. It's a joke. <laughs> it instantly got better. Yeah. Oh, the tent. The tent show of 2018 has officially scared Sony from even trying to attend 2019. Uh, yeah, because their idea was a TP. 
Uh, The quote goes on to say, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive uh, Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. Sony said in a statement to Polygon, PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. A.K.A. We fucked up real bad in 2018 and don't want to show our faces around in L.A. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm sorry. You want to be innovative. You want to think differently and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. That's fine when you're delivering games. It's fine when you're trying to recreate God of War and you're and you're new and you're launching new IPs like Horizon Zero Dawn. I get it. That's what makes you the best right now. But when it comes to announcing shit, just show us. Just go out there like. Like, Xbox last year was like, we got 72 games, let's go. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And by the end, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was great. That's all I needed. I didn't need a show. I didn't need, you know, just this entertainment level of like, okay, this time we got to put lasers in here and have these people jumping through hoops while these ladies dance on dance on stage, and then we're going to, you know, have – Crash Bandicoot run down the middle of the aisle and he'll point at the screen the screen will flash and he'll say Crash is coming. It's like no just just show me the screen. Just just show me the screen I will cheer. You want to know who did that? Xbox when they were like Battletoads. I was like yep I'm in here's my money take it right now I I didn't need to see any people dressed up as Battletoads. So to me I don't know to be honest E3 is a is a it's a it's a dying show, and and because they're shooting E three itself is killing itself by changing a lot of the grandfathered um, contracts with these companies. Uh, so so just a little bit of history on E three. Back when E three started, they made deals with the likes of some of these companies that were lifetime agreements, mm-hmm. which was probably a bad idea. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with that, but you made them, and so instead of you know, somehow getting them to void the contract or whatever, you're just breaking them. You're literally saying, I don't care what I agreed to. The price is this. The deals are this. You're moving here. Because it was grandfathered. Like, you get this spot in the show. It's yours forever. Right. Well, we're going to move you here now. Well, you can't. Well, yeah, we can. Like, that's basically what E3 is doing. And it's pissed off a lot of people to the point where, yeah, you know what? Xbox is going to E3 2019. They have said that. But let's not forget that Xbox 2018 happened across the street from E3 when they rented their own theater. Mm-hmm. Or and like that, Nintendo, which does a pre-filmed thing every year. Exactly. So it's not like E3 just lost Sony. They, they lost Xbox last year in a way. They, yes, they still drew traffic to their show b- because people went to go see Xbox and probably went across the street after as long as they could get a ticket. But, you know, 
in the end, E3 doesn't know what they are anymore. They've started to kind of act like packs where it used to be a closed-off event. You had to be industry. You had to have some sort of media credential to even get access. Now they're allowing more and more public access because they can't fill the show the way they used to. And this is their answer is to start to blend public with industry. And now the industry is getting upset because they can't do their job that they're used to doing at E3 because of all the extra traffic. So it's a mess. I think this is a good choice by Sony. I just think their answer is like, it's just kind of garbage. Yeah. My personal thoughts is we've had these issues in the past with the cross play and all that stuff is I think it, there's a little greed behind it. Because if you think about it, their 2018 show wasn't that great, right? But it wasn't that, like, okay, here's... <laughs> a dumpster here's, fire. <laughs> yeah, here's what I, I guess, here's here's the point. I'll let, you, I'll let you keep going. What I basically wanted Sony to come out and say is that E3 are crooks, they fucked us, and we're not going to be part of their show. That's what I want them to say. Right. Just like I want you to say, last year's Sony E3 press conference was the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it was. It was horrible. I... We sat here and dis- we streamed it. <laughs> yeah. It, we sat here in disbelief at what the hell we watched. We wasted our night. I couldn't, and I, for the life of me, never thought I would say I wasted my night watching the Sony press conference. So here's my thoughts. 2018 was awful for Sony. We're not getting PSX this year. This year, correct. E3 2019, we're not getting Sony. No. So I think what they're doing is they're they're filling that gap like, hey, we had a bad show. Now we're going to give you this lull to give you this, like, where'd Sony go? And then PlayStation Experience 2019, they're going to create their own mini E3 that's yeah. just Sony. Oh, 100%. Because then everything's ran by them. They get the venue they want. They could do whatever the hell they want. All the ticket sales are theirs. Like, Who and just they're just going to... Everybody's starting to do it. Yeah, but who just did it? Xbox just did it. Xbox just did it this year, and it went really well for them. Now they didn't have any major, major announcements, but but it was their test. This was it was the same thing. They had never had one of these. We're gonna do it now. Right. They're starting to realize they don't need the PAX convention. They don't need E3. People will go. I mean, look at Nintendo. When did Nintendo launch the Switch or announce the Switch? It was like what January? Yes. Was it after December? The it was th- December. For some reason, I feel like we went through a whole Christmas knowing about it. Yeah, it, it, but anyways, it was just like it was around the holiday, and it was just like them, like they were just like, "Hey, we're gonna talk about it on this day," you know, on all these different platforms. Come, come, find out what's the future of Nintendo. There was no I, help yeah. from anybody. I almost wonder <laughs> what the major deal was with all of these companies at E3, because if you think about it, BlizzCon's never. They've always done their own thing, and they've always been super successful with it. Yeah, but you're also but okay. So yeah, you have BlizzCon, but is Blizzard not at every PAX that we've been to? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so I mean, they they still Blizzard is probably at E3 at that point as well. You know, it's just yes, they also have BlizzCon, just like PlayStation has had PlayStation experience for several years. They just decided not to this year. Well, and are we going to get, like, are they just saying that they're not going to be presenting there? Because I feel like even though Microsoft presented across the street, like, they still had their booth with games and stuff. Is Sony going to be completely absent? Because, like, that's why people go, so, yeah, Nintendo did a live recording or, a, a, a you know, a pre-recorded 
thing just shown to everybody at the same time. The wording is Sony and and the PlayStation brand will not have a presence. Oh wow! At E3 2019, because like so, even though Nintendo doesn't have this, they don't take the stage. Like they had like their big have, you know Smash sure. Brothers and Pokemon and all those different right. things people are waiting in line to go sure. to. I feel like that's okay to not show up at all. It's weird. It's because you've got nothing to show, it's, like, and yeah. then that's just bad. It's, I mean, you can build anticipation all you want, but they have nothing there. Yeah. And this does cut back into in the previous uh, news topic. We uh, we mentioned the rumors that have started to float around PS Five. One of the one of the additional rumors is that instead of E Three, and this this person that's that's bringing these up guessed that they would not be going to E Three before this announced. So. They either have an inside, you know, angle or they're right. real lucky. But they basically said instead Sony will have their own show, probably rebrand the PlayStation experience into the middle of the year instead of later on in the year like they usually have it. And they'll use that as their platform every year. They will announce the PS5 at that event. And then you will see it in March, either a March or a November launch 2020 for the PS5 is basically the rumors right now. So Sony, if if they're flexing their muscle like this, they're really kind of sh- like saying to the world right now, we're number one, we don't need anyone, we're going to do it ourselves, right. and we're going to prove to you all that you can't touch us. Yeah. I wonder if there's any other underlying factors, like maybe uh, attendance to E3. Was it down versus other years? Because I know that they've, and then they uh, recently opened it to public. Because I know it was very private before, and then they opened it to public, so our company's getting pissed that like there's a bunch of fans and it starts to get rowdy and things just don't go smooth. Like you know, there's a lot of factors that this could. could I mean, lead for into me, this. for me as a platform who's just showing my game, I I don't know if it really matters who sees my game necessarily. Like, yes, I want industry to see my game, but I also want fan base to see my game. But from the overall, just concept of E3 if the industry's upset then does that affect the publishers and developers and then the fan base is crying because the lines are too long and the the wait times are too long and all this stuff you have no group that's happy at that point besides one group the people running E3 because they still got the money in their pocket you still paid for your spot you still paid for your ticket to go in the show $12 for a hot dog yeah you still paid everything so at that point, the only person walking away with a smile on their face is, e- is the you know the the company running E three, and I think yeah, you're right. It's just it's run its course, and and you and I have experience. Cons, con- or conventions have run their course where they are over, they're overcrowded. There is too much, and, and and these companies are not willing to put a a lower cap on ticket sales to try to allow for a more enjoyable event. They want to try to make as much money as possible. And it's like, how many times have we gone to a PAX and we're like, all right, we're going to go wait in line for an hour to go to this panel. Mm -hmm. And we still don't get in the door. Yeah. We lost an hour because they're, they, you know, the person running the line was like, yeah, you know, you should be able to get, yeah, I think you're going to be able to get in the soft, the soft head count is, you know, this, you're good. And then we get to the door, they're like, oh, sorry. And we literally are like, all right, cool. Well, we lost an hour of, of floor time and we didn't get in the panel. 
And it's like that that happens all the time. And that's yeah. just one example. Like I locally hate, Motor uh, Motor City Comic Con is bad. Is super bad and it's crammed into that small venue. Yeah. And everybody says like they should take this downtown. Let's we have piss a bigger, poor management. Yeah, we have a, we have a bigger venue, it would be better here. It would be better here for the people attending. The people that are still there, you're still gonna have the same amount of booths. You're still gonna have the same amount of people that are going, if not more, if you open the venue. And those tables are just going to be cram-packed anyway. So if you're like a vendor, you're trying to, you know, show your product at these places, it's going to be just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, but how do you feel, like example, the, the one that always sticks to me and, and will always stick to me was when we went to Pack South in January, two months before the Switch came out. And Nintendo was like, we're going to be at Pack South and you're going to be able to play the Switch. And I was like, we're there. I need to get my hands on this. I want to know what the hell's going on and how and and you know this story because you were the one that got left out the lines capped on on to put on any game on any line to play the switch they capped and there was people that you that were holding signs saying lines closed and you could not wait you could not stand around if you were leaning on the wall they would they would you know shoo you away and if you tried too much they'd get security involved so they're like, go walk around the go walk around the convention and then when you come back maybe the line will be open it's like no it won't because right. every time you move, you're like, we can have 10 people, 20 people run at the line. And so it happened. I got in line, and I was the last one. They actually made me hold the sign that the line was closed. And it, and you you and one other got, got left out. And I'm like, all right, listen, just go over there and stare at this screen, pretending like you're enjoying the show that they're putting on here at, you know, at this booth. And that's the way we got you in line. But it was just ridiculous that that's what we had to do to try to be able to try the number one thing that we flew all the way to Texas for. And with the chance that we knew, that was a Friday, first of all. We knew Saturday was a no-go. It was going to be worse. And then we didn't want to wait till Sunday because that was our last shot. And if we didn't get it, there was no additional opportunity. So, like, that's... (laughs) I shouldn't be going into a convention stressed out that I'm not even going to be able to do the one thing that I want to do. Like, if I go to Cedar Point and I want to ride one ride, I get in line and I ride the one ride. I shouldn't have to be able to go to a convention, pay all that money to get out there, pay the money to get in the door, pay all the top dollar fees to feed myself and keep myself hydrated to maybe not have an opportunity because you oversold tickets, right? And that's E 3s you know. And and you're right. That's that's problems here that all conventions are having. Well, luckily, the uh, the two bigger biggest counterpoints of Sony took very little time in chiming in about how they feel about E three 2019. Phil Spencer almost immediately after this came out tweeted. A lot to share with fans at E3 2019. Always a high point of the year to witness the industry's creativity and energy of the community. I love Phil. Followed shortly by Nintendo of America president Reggie Reggie. saying, E3 is an outstanding opportunity for us to share new games and experiences with fans and business partners from across the globe. Every year we we discuss what will be the best way for us to take advantage of the next E3 show in order to bring smiles to people's faces. (laughs) So with with very little time. with the silent fucking. Yeah, Sony exactly. The like, exactly. They're like, you know what? Y'all do what you want. Those more, two are best friends now. Rather, though. more room for us or less expensive booth plate because we now have to fill up the spot that you're going to have as yeah. vacancy. Yeah. I, yeah. I have been seeing some memes uh, flow through the different social medias of uh, 
like Xbox, like this muscled arm, and then like Nintendo, this muscled arm, and they're like arm wrestling each other, and underneath it says uh, "crossplay at E3 2019." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I have enjoyed the uh, the fun collaboration that Microsoft and Nintendo have been having, so. But yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Sony's got uh, they're making some big moves. Uh, you know, right now you have to stand back and go, wow, okay, like okay, Sony. I'm slightly concerned because I haven't necessarily enjoyed some of your recent decisions. Yeah, they've, they've had an awful past six months to maybe a year. Year. And that concerns yeah, and that concerns me about this decision. Yeah. If if we were going into the the hype of, you know, PlayStation 4 coming out and they have all these big things going on, then I probably wouldn't be as upset about this. But uh, you know, VR's dead in the water because of you. The Vita's dead because of you. Um, oh, I was like, because of me? What? <laughs> no, because of, because of you at being I was like, Sony. I traded my VR in, but I didn't kill it, man. <laughs> and I still own my yeah. Vita. You leave my Vita out of this. <laughs> you had an awful, awful E3 2018, and mm. then you had this big crossplay thing. Don't forget that about you had the pro problem. announcement. And then the pro announcement was garbage. Like, yeah, it's been it's been a rough ride. So, like, and, I have and, my concerns with you stepping back a little bit. Yeah, and in between all that, you release some great games, and that's you know, and that's the thing that you do is that you have good good exclusives and some really some really good games. But, um, yeah, you're you're just your presence has been slowly deteriorating, and I just I worry right. about it. I really worry that. You're, or just pull a Nintendo and tell us what you're doing. I just really, like. I really guess what? worry that let's we're, go Pikachu and let's go Eevee might not be for everybody, but you're going to get a better game next year. Hey, we're not going to be at E3 2019, but here's what we're going to do: we're going to host our own show. It's going to be sometime true. twenty, like you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you gave us a little bit, you're right. That would help a lot. But I mean, to be fair, we're really kind of staring at what seems to be pre PS3 Sony. That's what they're acting like. And that's scary because that's that was their that was where they tripped and fell, and had to climb back up. So we'll see what happens. Let us know what you think in the Discord, PlayStation channel. Join us; it's free. Gameslovemedia.com. Click that Discord button right on the homepage. That's uh, our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation, like I said, in the Discord community. Read our blogs covering topics like these and much more. <sighs> okay, do you wanna do you wanna cover the stream team right now? Yeah, this is uh, the live entertainment aspect of Gamezilla Media has taken a little bit of a turn for the rest of this year as we will not be live on Monday nights. However, every almost every day of the week we have one of our outstanding stream team members live on Twitch.tv to find out where they are, who they are, and what they're playing. Go to GameZillaMedia.com at the top of the page, click the stream team link, and follow all of them. They're all good. We're all good. I'm the best. Find out more <laughs> on that webpage. Oh yes. All right. Let's uh, let's get into some must or bust. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust. That's right. It's time for muster bust, but it's a special muster bust. We're going to focus on Black Friday because we all know you're going to go out and spend your hard-earned doll hairs. That's, yeah. that's what you guys get paid with, right? Because that's what they told me everybody gets paid with. 
I've just been slowly get... gluing them in the top of my head to pretend like I'm not balding. So mm. I'm like, yeah, give me as many doll hairs as you got. <laughs> All right. So I want to get paid in gum. <laughs> Nobody ever pays me in trillion layers. <laughs> I like muffled that because I mean, they're not our sponsor. That's all. I didn't want to give them free publicity. Okay. Anyways. Um, our special edition of Muster Bust, the Black Friday edition. We're gonna go over a couple of our, ex- ex- I guess, items that we are potentially gonna go get that we're excited about, that we think are a good deal, whatever it is. Uh, we'll start over with Testonomics. What are a couple items for Black Friday that our listeners should consider? Go. The Nintendo Switch bundle with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe coming in at suggested retail price of $299.99. Essentially, there's nothing special about the Switch, but you get Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, still a $60 title, for free. For free! I just want to let the people know that at least at my retail environment of Target, it is a digital Version. You don't get the cartridge. I think they're all digital. Are I they think all it, digital? Yeah. It's all, it's all on the on the switch. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I like digital. I'm okay with it. <laughs> so for those of you who are shopping for a switch for yourself or for somebody else, there's no better option. Every other bundle you buy is literally the cost of the items inside the bundle. The Pokemon one, yep. the Diablo one, the Smash Brothers one. It's all the cost of the items inside the box. This is the only one where you get something. For nothing, essentially. Though the Pokemon one is really nice. It's really nice. And if you want to buy Pokemon, then get the game. But if you're just trying to buy someone a Switch for Christmas. Yeah, and you don't want to, and you're cheap, and you don't want to buy them a game additionally, and then you go with this bundle. And this is your game. That's right. All right. Second game, or second one, two of two of the Testonomics Black Friday extravaganza. Most retailers have Dragon Ball Fighter Z for the Nintendo Switch for right about 30 bucks. 29.99 or 2 for 50. Mr. Allen. Some places have it for 25. <laughs> They're not a sponsor either. Yeah. Some oh, people have damn. it for 25, some people have it for 35. Most places got it for t- I've already bought it for thir- or for 30 bucks because of some oh, early got ripped off. Yeah, yeah. Doing some uh early shopping for for exclusive members of a retailer. Um mm. So I got mine for 30 bucks. I think it's a must. Smash Brothers is just around the corner, but this is not really a fighter that you would compare to Smash Brothers. Nah, you know, a little bit yeah. still casual for a combo fighter, but not nearly like party fighter Smash Brothers style. So that's that's a must for me. All right. Jazzy, go ahead. Oh, on my front, you have the bundle of a one terabyte Sony PlayStation 4 that comes with Spider-Man, which is probably going to be quite up there on a lot of our game of the year. So this is a great deal where you're going to get Spider-Man with your PlayStation 4. That is also a savings of $100 that is going for $199.99. 200 bucks. So $100 cheaper than the Switch, and you get the game of the year. Calling it right now, Spider-Man, game of the year. Ooh, nice. Um, other than that, there are a majority of retailers that are going into a Xbox um, Live $10 off subscription. So whichever one you want to get, you're going to get 10 bucks off of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think PlayStation Plus is also uh, having some sort of sale, like 40 bucks for a yeah. year or something like that. So, I mean, if you're looking for... Now is the time of year where if you're looking for a controller, you can always pick up an Xbox or a DualShock 4 controller for usually like $39.99, which is is a good time. Yep, $39.99. I think last year, around this time of year, was when uh, Five Mile Rick and I picked up all of our... um, 
one uh, crystal series PlayStation 4 controllers, the uh, the blue, red, c- the clear, um, and and those. So those were a good time to pick them up because they were twenty twenty five dollars off. I think um, you know for me. I'm selfish and I want everybody to join me in my sick, sick obsession of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And you do have a sale on this game where you can pick it up for like a couple places have it for 45 and I think one place has it for $39.99. Is it the best, maybe the best price I found? But, um, you know, you know, if you want to play Black Ops 4 with the people like Jazzy Fiddle, Boo, Grimlock bust, the Dino, bust. Sci-Fi AJ, Must. <laughs> <laughs> BMC Super bust <laughs> Yeah, we're not the worst, Jazzy I five. But not a potent bust. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anymore. Um there's a lot of games on sale this this time this time of year and you can find these great deals from from twenty dollar games to about forty dollar games that usually are gonna run you double that. I would, you know, Test named off some great, a great fighter already. Black Ops is a solid shooter that, that's going to be on sale. And I think another one that's kind of has my interest, and it's a game that, like, I just was staying away from, but what is the new Switch game that that's, has Star Fox in it? Is it Starlink? Uh, Starlink. Starlink Battle for yeah. Atlas or Atlantis it's, or it, They Atlanta. have it reduced down to like thirty nine ninety nine, and I'm like, oh, with man. With the Star Fox ship. Yeah, and- it's with all of the gear. The actual physical physical ship and all the and some of the parts and everything, and it's one of those toy... Um, toys to life. Yeah, toys to life options, which kind of it, it was what scared me. But now that it's on sale, I'm kind of like, ah, maybe I try it. We've had people in our community that really like it. It reviewed phenomenally. Yeah, it reviewed well too. So that's why I'm not getting it. Yeah, I still have not placed my order, but it is it is that that thought that a lot of the big name titles too. So I've seen deals on God of War. I've seen sure. deals on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, Detroit well, Become Human. Yeah, they all got to make their their final run to right. try to catch up to Spider-Man so for the, Game of the, the Year. Only, it's not going to happen. The only thing I haven't seen a reduced price for is Red Dead 2, but that just came out, so I'm not yeah. surprised. Or any first-party Nintendo game. Or, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. that too, that too. Um, but we don't know what their eShop might have in store. That's true. Hopefully the, I can get Breath of the Wild digital for the price that I can trade it in for physically. The other interesting thing that is going on, and they did this last year, but but they are being very aggressive with the PlayStation VR again, where you're getting some of these bundles where you get the PlayStation VR, the PlayStation VR, the um, two games, the motion controller, everything you need for like two fifty, which normally I'd be closer to like four hundred bucks, I think. Oof. Um, and then they also have a reduced one where you get one for like two hundred dollars, but you don't get the move controllers with it. Hundred dollars off the reduced price. Of three forty nine ninety nine, so it's two forty nine ninety nine. So yeah, it was it was four hundred. It uh, got reduced to three forty nine currently, and then there's going to be a hundred dollars savings on top of that. So it'll yeah. be two forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and that's with a couple games, the motion, like in everything, like the full blown VR yeah. uh, experience for PlayStation. So everything you need except for the PS four. <laughs> correct. Yeah, and so it's not something that I, I, I keep thinking about the fact that I don't own one anymore. And it's like if I found one like fall if I found a package that fell like below two hundred I would consider it but again it's just like I'm not gonna use it if I do use it I'll I'll get bored of it real quick it's just not it's just not good so there's just not a big enough push like I want to plug it back in and play but I don't want to like 
I almost don't want to do it alone. Par- so I'm almost <laughs> waiting for you to get one so like we could try Farpoint and like stuff like that yeah. that I'm like interested in because I kind of don't want to just play it alone. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was actually kind of thinking, ooh, Borderlands VR. Yeah. But then I then I found out it's a uh, single player. They took, they took it and turned it into a single player game. And it's actually the Telltale game. It's not even a, oh God. You know, oh it's, God. it's just yeah. a point and click game. You yeah. don't actually do any shooting or anything. But yeah, so there's some Black Friday deals. You got headset, some great sales on headsets. You have yeah, Turtle Beach is throwing yeah. some huge sales, yeah. which for your sound snobs like Buttmaster Caleb, maybe not up your alley, but for your everyday gamer, Turtle Beach makes a great headset, yeah. and you could find some like $30, $40 off sales on them. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's a little bit of everything out there. Um, some some sites like IGN right now have great lists for you, and they've broken them up into Sony, Xbox, Nintendo. So if you're looking for a specific, um, you know, brand, you'll be able to see everything that's kind of going on, or at least the best deals that are going on via IGN's lists. So uh, keep check. You want to check those lists out there. Okay, that's been Muster Bust. I hope everybody has a good Black Friday, a safe Black Friday, and uh, you know, hopefully you get a hold of the items you want and you don't get trampled and, and have to deal with any uh, bullshit experiences that no bullshit. tend to happen sometimes on this day. So You let me know if you come in any bullshit, I'll take care of it for that's you. That's right. All right, uh, without further ado, though, I think it's time to move into some emails. The FBI has just sent a letter to Daisy. Informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading emails from GameZilla Media.com. Download complete. Before we let you go, we all know the Deadite resurrected this uh, this this whole segment, and he's not here. We elected to give it back to you, Jazzy. We have not read any emails. We have not even looked at who sent them. That's right. This is all on you. This Consider this an interview. Okay. That For a job, you will never get back because when Deadite returns, it's his. Got it. But act like you actually care. Okay. <laughs> on to Q-Q-Stions. Oh. <laughs> From Booten Moosher Kulib. <laughs> Our first question is... What are your top three musts for this year's Black Friday oh deals? Oh, God, what a waste of a question. We just talked about that, Jazzy. <laughs> Bonus question. What is something gaming-related that you are thankful for? Happy Thanksgiving and game on, friend of the show, Fox McCloud Server. So, hold on. Let me get this right, okay? We gave you emails. Yep. You pre-read them. Yep. And you let us go with the <laughs> with the must-must concept of Black Friday deals. Yeah. I hate you. I just hate you. Because he's got a great bonus question in here. I want to get <laughs> So that why in. didn't you just ask the fucking bonus <laughs> question, Jazzy? Why did you just say this is from Fox McCloud server? What's one thing in gaming you're thankful for? Blast it off again, Foxy Mix Fox Fox. Hey, because listen, the last time I had emails, and I don't know how Deadite's dealing with this, but if I didn't read everybody's fucking email to a T, they fucking hate mailed me Stop for it. Stop being so okay? sensitive. First so, of all, first of all, 
then I have cleaned that up by saying I might read your email. <laughs> so there you right. go. Um, yeah. Anyways, to, to the question. <laughs> Keep in mind, I never said I might read the emails. I walk into the studio and Graham goes, you got emails? And I go, I guess so. Dennis, you are here. a lying sack of shit. I saw in the Discord Jazzy Fiddle going, hey, remember to send in your emails. I know you have questions about these, this, this, and this. And I was like, oh, wow. Look at him. Take the initiative. That's my boy. That's my boy. And then you go going, shit on me right here in the show. <laughs> and then I typed him in the doc i didn't want to read them <laughs> anyways what was the question what is something this how or this gaming related that gaming you are thankful, thankful for? for i can answer that right away the fact uh, that i had paid someone to break jazzy fiddles blackout four discs so i don't have to play with them anymore that's what i'm thankful so for. i'm most thankful for and this is going to become a shock to absolutely nobody for the nintendo switch and let me tell you why <laughs> mind blown <laughs> so over here i'm going to my you know my family you know we, we celebrate thanksgiving at my uncle's house every year yes a couple switch clicks for us so i go every year we you know aunts uncles cousins etc we all go and we celebrate thanksgiving at my uncle's house and everybody's kind of getting a little bit older with the exception of the one uh the one cousin who's and you because you're and makes him still a child um but I'm ex- I'm excited to go now that everybody, you know the football game's over. We're done eating. Everybody's just kind of sitting around doing nothing. I just bring my Switch. I dock it. I hand out four Joy Con. Like, Let's play Mario Party. You know, like that's just kind of cool. Like yes, you could always take a gaming system forever, but not you know four controllers, the entire setup, and everything I need in half of a backpack. You know, so. Um, that's what I'm thankful for because hopefully between this Towerfall Ascension and actually Dragon Ball Fighter Z with my cousin and a few of the older people, a little bit older people that'll be there. I think we'll have a lot of fun um, just gaming after the uh, Lions lose. Jazzy Fiddle, what are you thankful for? I am most thankful for gaming related my girlfriend and domestic partner Lauren because not only does she put up with the fact that I have to be here twice a week to record and you know have to game with my friends every night you only gotta be here once a week Sometimes uh, twice. Noobs has been going on like every week. That's, that's true. Our, <laughs> well, that's your, old, that's your own that's damn fault. That's our own damn fault, yes. <laughs> um, but now that she put up with all of that, but um, I recently uh, purchased her cat in which she took my game room and put the cat in it. So then I got to move my gaming <laughs> stuff down to the basement. Oh, oh so that's this weird. I'm, I'm still working on a man cave. <laughs> I'm working on a man cave because my girlfriend took away my gaming room and gave it to the cat. <laughs> but I've got this man yep. cave because the cat's in I'm my room I'm glad she now. doesn't listen to the shows as much as she used to because she'll be like, I never took it away from you. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, I'm a texter right now. Uh, do it. She'll be like, what? <laughs> but um, yeah, I moved a lot of my gaming stuff down in the basement to uh, make my man cave and uh, she is uh, okay with it and uh, decided to carpet it for me as well which I is heard. super nice yeah. yeah she wants to make sure you got a nice so, a nice area yeah I'm super thankful She's a for, keeper. for her for sure absolutely um let's see here we're all going sentimental here and trying to trying to be trying to one up each other so I think mine was better than than Jazzy's <laughs> mine was about family time. He was about so, getting kicked out of his game well, room. I think Grim's mine's like, better than Grim's yours. Like, I haven't even said it yet. Grim's like, I'm thankful for my heart. Uh, <laughs> still <laughs> pumping. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Jeez. Hey, he said sentimental, deep. Or, that's where we're going. That's okay. where we're going. Okay, Jazzy. I am not thankful for that. But, um, you know, I, I, I'd rather trade it off. But anyways, uh, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just thankful for my GameZilla Media team. And in the community, yeah. Minus so, Jazzy, 
Right. I knew it was I said team in, so. and community. You're not part of either one of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I mean, when I think about how much fun I'm having with Blackout 4, it's only because of the people that I'm playing with. If I was playing that by myself, I would have broken several controllers and probably had several heart attacks by now. But the fact of the matter is that I like hanging out with Five Mile Rick. I'm excited to start playing with Sci-Fi AJ. Must. Sometimes... It's enjoyable to an extent with BMC and Jazzy Fiddle. But no, seriously, it's just I like community gaming. And the fact is we, you know, we that's that's something that kind of sparked the growth of this community, the growth of the Discord. The, some of these concepts were built around the fact that we were always gaming together. We were always talking strategy or just about the games when we weren't playing the games. And so it just, it's it's expanded into... Uh, what we have now and so that mixed with a team of my friends and getting to enjoy gaming with the most important people in my life is a lot of fun and I'm super thankful for that and without that I don't know if I would be into gaming as much as I am you know at this age I think I, I think I would have moved away from it a bit and, and, and I'm, I'm glad that we all can share this and have a good time Nice, nice. Thank you for the question, Fox. And Eat cloud shit, server. both of you. I just <laughs> roasted that. <laughs> Our next question says, what's up, nerds? It's your boy, Robert A.J. Baxington. Hmm. Yes, I know Robert very well. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. yes. Question for the show. What's the biggest gaming regret you have for 2018? Playing Blackout 4 with Jazzy Fiddle. Telling him, telling him to buy it. Actually, that's it. Hold on. He also goes on to say, "Listen to the Movie Blast podcast. Your friend Robert A. J. Baxington. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shameless plug of his own show." <laughs> but seriously, it's a good podcast. Take it. Take it. Take a listen. <laughs> I think my biggest gaming regret of 2018 was not being able to control how easy it was to buy and consume indie games on the Switch to the point where there was like two or three weeks that I think, no, let's say within six weeks, I probably purchased like nine games. And then I looked back and I'm like, I only want to play like three of these. And luckily, like that was kind of like the come to Jesus talk about buying games on the Switch. Because since then, it's been much more manageable. I've, I've been thinking it's not like every single indie title that's been remotely critically acclaimed. I'm like, gotta buy Hyper Light Drifter. Doesn't look like a game I'd like to play, but it looks like it sounds good and the, and the graphics are neat. Gotta buy. I mean, that's 25 bucks or 20 bucks I could have got back. Now, granted, games like Dead Cells that I probably wouldn't have purchased if I was buying this like stringently, I would have never played. And I love Dead Cells. And um, same with the last uh, Rogue Legacy. Like I've, I've definitely, because of this crazy buying, I found like how much I really like roguelike games, which I didn't, I never had really a, a vibe with beforehand. But in the process, I you know I purchased games like Hyperlight Drifter, which I'm sure it's great, not for me. Guns Gorn Ganoli too. I bought the first one on a gimmick and I didn't like it. So why did I buy the second one? Like just to just to continue the gimmick that doesn't seem like a good reason to spend fifteen dollars. So that's my biggest gaming regret this year is just I, I needed to pump the brakes with these indie titles and I did, but it, at the cost of probably about a hundred bucks in games I'm never gonna play. I know the feeling because when I just got my new Switch and decided to. To, you know, re-download the games. I went through my repurchase list, and I go, 
Holy hell, are there a bunch of games I bought that I've never even fired up? I'm like, why did I even buy this game? And then it's like, it was a dollar. I'm like, still, why did I buy it? I'm never going to fire up Astro Bears or something like that. <laughs> Astro Bears is a lot of fun. I know, I know. I might boot that one up on Thanksgiving. But there were plenty of games of like Yoku's Island Adventure, which I think I played once. There's like some, there's some games I'm like, oh God, I forgot I bought this. And I, I did. I never launched it. Anyways, go ahead, Jazzy. <laughs> um, mine would be last year. I finally made it out of bronze in League of Legends and made it to silver five, in which I found out quickly that at the start of this season, if you're silver five, once you go through your promos the next season, you get placed back in the bronze one, and I was pissed. But I hopped in, did the grind again, got to Silver 5, 98 LP into Silver 5. I needed two more points to get to my promos and then get to Silver 4. And I just didn't put the time in at the end to do it. So now next season, I'm probably going to get kicked back to bronze. (laughs) Oh, man. And for a while there, you put a lot of work in and and you fell off. Yeah. Yeah. I just just stopped playing. Like, Worlds came and I was more enthralled into watching. I was super excited because NA was doing something. Like... And I just kind of put down playing because I got too wrapped up in other things. Yeah, I thought World Worlds usually in, increases my gameplay of of a league, and it didn't. I, I was, instead was sitting there watching it. It's because normally increases Jazzy's wanting to play, it's and then true. you get lumped together. But yeah, Jazzy realized this Worlds he can enjoy watching Worlds with Lauren. Couldn't enjoy playing at the same time, so you you just got you know you got replaced i got hoed out I which is yeah. fine because then you're yeah. able to play something else something better i got replaced and not got talk re- to jazzy got replaced. Yeah. that's fair. she gave me a man cave what did you give me man her, i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know if she gave me a man cave is is the phrasing that if we were on twitch right now there'd be exclamation point man cave she gave me a man cave what can i say Guys, I mean, my it, answer was going to be herpes, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, For those of you listening who are in our Discord, gameslowmedia.com, go to Discord at the bottom of the page. When you get to this point of the show, I just want everybody, when you get to this point of the show, go to the GameZilla podcast chat and just put, she gave me a man cave. <laughs> I want to see, <laughs> yeah. I want to I be remind, reminded of this moment all day tomorrow. Yeah. Perfect. If you don't do it, I mean, you're just showing that you're dead to us. That's all. Or we'll know you're not listening. Yeah, that too. And you're dead to us. Oh man, what do I regret the most this year? That's a uh, that's a loaded question. I don't. I, hmm. I mean, test answer is good. I but I could just expand it on the sense of I buy a lot of video games and just my backlog is never ending. So I really need to do a better job at actually playing the games that I buy. Um, you know, but I don't know. That to me doesn't seem like, as a collector, it doesn't seem like a negative. You know, like, yeah, I have a lot of games. I'll never get to the end of them. It's okay. Um, I don't know. That's a, it's a, it's a, I've, I sat here and listened to yours and you all had good ones and, and still I couldn't come up with something that was just like blatantly bad. Is there anything that you guys know that I did where you're like, that was shitty? I can't think of anything like bail on No Man's Sky and not play with people. Well, I mean, you said that you've said that about a I lot mean, of you games. Could, you could regret your recent purchase of that controller since it didn't work for you. Yeah, but he got a refund on it, so did, it's, yeah. it's uh, and it turned into Fallout what? 76 Power Armor Edition for my wife. So that was kind of cool. Did he get the refund yet? No, he just bought two shields. Oh, are you talking about my double? Are you talking about my double charge? Your well, your th- that controller was part of the reason why you got double charged. 
No, the double yeah, trouble was because of Ricky, Ricky, Five Mile Rick's birthday. That's what I regret. <laughs> Buying Rick a birthday present. All right. Because I got double charged for his shield. Are we doing more questions since we got this extra long Thanksgiving episode, or, we, or what do we got? We got one more. All right. Uh, it is from Sean Flex. It says, thinking back to before your podcast streaming and blogging, et cetera, days, what did you do besides game? I can answer this easily. The reason I got into streaming was because I got out of playing games online with friends. So when I got real heavy into the Switch, uh, a lot of the games I was playing was just me, myself, and I. And in efforts to still be more social about gaming, because I like the social aspects of gaming, that's what started me in streaming. It was a way for me to still play Breath of the Wild or play Mario Odyssey or play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but still be social about it. Granted, it was with strangers. I was still social about it. Before I started streaming, I just played a shit ton of Overwatch with the people of the games of the media community yeah. because that's what was filling my time. And before that, I think you were more into like the collecting game. Like not that you don't collect still, but like you were big into Lego. Yeah, but I never, I never wasn't in gaming. Like it was always like, yeah, I was big in Lego. I was big in pops. I was big in. Um, you know, this is a two or three and a half inch, three inch, just Star Wars action figures. Like, yeah. I've always had collecting as like a, a, a side hobby, yeah. but I've always been gaming. But it just, it was, I went from playing, you know, Call of Duty with my friends on Xbox to playing Overwatch with this community on PlayStation 4 to selling both of those systems going solo on the Switch. And then I had no community involvement in gaming. And that's right. why I started streaming. Nice. Before, <laughs> what I do before besides gaming, hockey. Yeah. I was big chewing into tobacco, hockey. big into hockey and chewing tobacco and building desks and yeah. hockey. Yeah, you were a big hockey guy. Yeah, from age six to twenty six, twenty seven, I played hockey. Yeah, I mean before podcasting and everything. Uh, you know, I did, like, I mean, I, and I guess I still dabble in these things, but not as, like, I, I definitely had toned it down because I wanted to focus this, is uh, photography. So I, I really still enjoy photography, but I was, like, every extra dollar I had was going into gear. I was I was trying to do anything and everything around photography. And then, of course, soccer. Like, you know, I had my sport, too, and that was just, I played soccer my entire life, and I was playing soccer, you know, five nights a week before the podcast and then the podcast started coming around and all of a sudden I was like well I'm going to take Mondays off oh well Jazzy wants to do another show I'm going to take Thursdays off oh we're doing News and Dragons I'm just not going to play you know like and and so slowly we kind of just faded away from it but also just as we age too it's kind of like I can't put myself on that field running around with 18 year olds that, that run crazy and then I end up breaking my leg and you know I have a career and everything I have to worry about so I, uh, you know, instead I grab a mountain bike and I go jump off cliffs and shit <laughs> because that's safer for some reason. But to me it is. I got I got more pads on and more helmet and stuff like that. And, and to be fair, I live in Michigan. There's not that many cliffs. It's more like just aggressive hills. So, um, yeah, I, I mountain bike now. But, yeah, soccer and, uh, and photography. Nice. Thank you for the questions, Sean. Thank you for the questions, everyone. Especially because BMC. Except for the three that we didn't, didn't read, but guess what? We might read them, so it's not happening this week. Per Saving Dead them for Eye Jedi. Rules. Saving them for the post show. Saving them for, yeah, for Twitch, which we're not on right now. 
You're welcome. All right. Thanks for tuning in to episode 234 of the Games Little Podcast. Remember that you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Pod, Google Podcast, Overcast, Podbean, a bunch of other shit. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. If we're not, tell us. We will fix that situation. But, uh, yeah, give us five stars. Give us a heart emoji. Leave a comment. Tell people why you like listening to this show. And uh, help us grow Help us grow Gamezilla Podcast. Is there anything else that we need to talk about before we say goodbye? Yes. Let's do it. When we started this podcast today, I was over here just playing Pokemon Let's Go because I was just trying to get a Sea King with a 10% spawn rate. It took me an hour and 33 minutes for my first Sea King to spawn, and I'm mad about it. But, but I you, caught it. But you got it. Now I'm trying to catch an Eevee. <laughs> but that just goes to show you that Pokemon Let's Go, chill enough that he can still sound half entertained on the podcast. I was more engaged with this one than anything else because Pokemon, just it's just it's just there. I can't wait for Daddy to come back so I can do the same thing. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Jazzy, you're doing the news now. All right, everybody. Thank you for hanging out on this episode. We'll see you next week. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.